Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. He just reminded me of something really funny. You know, it's a live, live stream. And Guy's like, don't be nervous. It's kind of an inside joke me, him, and Joe have. I did an an interview at a radio station. I'm going to leave who it is out of it. About two years ago. It was a local radio station, you know, decent size, but local station. And uh, they were like, listen, man, it's live radio. Don't be nervous. It'll be okay. I'm like, okay, man. I, <laughs> I'm like, it's like telling Joe, go 30 years in live radio. Don't be nervous, dude. Just hit the power button. It'll work. Yeah, okay. We got this. <laughs> Don't be nervous. Keep it together, Joe. Look at my hands shaking. Listen, I got a show for you today. I promise you're going to enjoy it. Listen, I'm not going to spin your wheels. It's not the greatest news cycle out there. Not a lot going on. Uh, The leaks, obviously, the big story. You can hear a lot about that on cable news. Sometimes on days like that, you don't get a lot of inspiration. You got to, that's where a good host comes in, right? You just got to make a good show out of it. Today, it came naturally. I watched what happened in Tennessee, right? I'm sitting there brushing my dientes this morning, my teeth, and I'm like, it's early. It's like maybe five o'clock in the morning. And I watched these Tennessee lawmakers, the insurrectionists, you know, get reappointed by Democrats back to the chamber. And Joe, I thought to myself, man, this is FU politics at its finest, isn't it? Yeah. And I thought, ha ha, there it is. There, because it's everywhere. Because it's everywhere. So today's going to be a little lesson plan. Because if you can't beat them, join them. We'll get to that in a second. Folks, our first sponsor, AmericanFinancing.net. Uh, Bank uncertainties and inflation is creating havoc with a lot of Americans and the economy. But if you're a homeowner, I'm sure you've thought about refinancing and using your equity to get your finances in order. But then you second guess yourself because you don't want to lose your low interest rate. Well, it's time to throw that low rate badge of honor out the window. Mortgage rates are considerably less than the credit card debt you're carrying every month. Most people don't realize how long it'll take to pay off that debt. If you're making only the minimum payment, it'll take years. American Financing is helping people pay off their credit card debt and saving them up to $1,000 a month. I know most of you could use an extra $1,000 per month right now. Wait no longer. Just pull off the Band-Aid and do what's right for you and your family. Call American Financing today. Don't wait. It doesn't cost a thing to get started. It's a good company. I've spoken to myself. 888-994-7660. AmericanFinancing.net is the website. The phone number, 888-994-7660. Or again, visit them online at AmericanFinancing.net. Not .com, .net, AmericanFinancing.net, NMLS 182334, NMLSConsumeraccess.org. Check them out. All right, Joseph, let's go. Don't get excited. Now, you've probably heard the expression before, you know, when you were a kid. It's not particularly profound, and it's nothing you're going to see in Descartes' work or anything like that. But the expression Joe may have heard is, you may have heard, you can't beat them, just join them. Yeah. I'll give you another one. I used to do some volunteer work at this place. A lot, a little bit. Once in a while, I like, you know, talking to younger folks about, you know, how, how you can get your life in order and stuff like that, considering mine was out of order for so long. And it was an expression in one of the groups I volunteered with. I'm going to leave out of it because the liberals are probably going to burn the place down if they figure it out. It was copy genius. Don't create mediocrity. Pretty simple rule, but a good one. Yeah. So since... Me and Joe and Guy and Jim and Mike from the radio show have tried for two years and then eight years with the podcast for a very long time to pull the swampy GOP into a different direction. And it has largely failed. 
I've tried every other approach to get them to wake up and change. But it's getting late in the game, and the country is in a dangerous, perilous pot, a spot. We're going to announce today, and this show may not be for everyone, cutesy time is officially over, and we're just going to go for it right in the title, and we're going to start practicing FU politics. Now, I get it. This show may not be for everyone, so I'm warning you in advance. If it's not for you, you're not going to hurt my feelings. I love you. You can come back tomorrow. I hope you do. Love you to death. But this show is going to be a kick in the nuts. Not an actual kick in the nuts, because that would really hurt, but a rhetorical kick in the nuts, which may hurt too. <laughs> because cutesy time's over. And if the Republican Party is not going to engage in political tactics that are going to move this country back in the liberty direction and are going to allow it to fold into complete chaos and socialist tyranny, um, I'm not going to be a part of that. And the way to fix it is to say, well, how are the Democrats getting us to tyranny and complete chaos? And the answer is they're doing it by practicing FU politics. So let's take our cues from the Democrats, right? Why create mediocrity? Why not just replicate genius and copy it? So we got a few lessons today. I'm going to go through lessons I learned just this morning from the Democrats. And I think we should incorporate them into our little tactical political plan. How do you feel about that? Again, this show ain't for everyone. That's all right. So let's get right to it. I waste any more time. Let's get right to lesson one. Lesson one we can learn from the Democrats in the new world of FU politics is tell your political opponents to go F themselves. And not only that, make sure you do it publicly. I mean, why hide it, right, Joe? If you're going to, if you have so little respect for the opposition political, but you're right over there? Uh, you okay? Something fall? Oh, he sneezed. Oh, that was a sneeze? My gosh, you okay? It sounded like Chewbacca. <laughs> Tell your, tell your political opponents to go F themselves and do it publicly. Why? Now, why would you do that? Well, you do it for a reason. The reason the Democrats do this, and I'll give you an example here in a second with this video. The reason the Democrats do this, give you the go F yourself, and they do it publicly, is because they want to let you know, number one, that they're not scared. They want to let you know, number two, that doing you can go ahead and do something, but we will respond in kind, and we will not back down one bit. That's another reason. Uh, another reason is it creates self-questioning and uncertainty. I mean, think about it. Now, again, we're trying to copy genius. I'm not suggesting their policies are genius, obviously the Democrats, but their political tactics, I'm kind of starting to admire them a little bit. Fire a few lawmakers or expel them, as I should say, bring them right back in. It creates uncertainty. I'll give you an example, right? Most of you out there, most of you have been in some fist fight, right? I know Joe has. I certainly have. When you were a kid, yeah. it doesn't have to be some UFC fight, but you know, you get in a fight with the neighbor kid, whatever it may be. That kid can be two inches shorter than you and 100 pounds lighter. We had a, a perfect example, Joe. Remember Vinny? I bring him up all the time. Oh, yeah, Vinny I from do. The name. Joe's yeah. heard this story. Joe never met him, but he probably feels like he knows him already. Good story. We had this kid, Vinny, in our neighborhood. The kid was probably five, six, maybe, probably 120 pounds soaking wet. The kid's dad was a real badass, right? And it filtered down to the kid. The kid would fight anyone, anywhere, anytime. Not exaggerating. He'd fight. He didn't care how big you were. So we'd go out to bars. Where's Vinny? Oh, there's Vinny in the middle of the bus stop fighting off three guys with a stop sign. That happened. 
at, what was it, uh, Glenn Patrick's or something, a bar we used to go to? He had a stop sign and it fall on the ground. The thing weighs like 200 pounds and he's swinging it, fighting three guys in a bar. That's just how he was. He'd fight you. If you fouled him hard in basketball, he'd kick you square in the nuts. That's just who he was. And the thing about Vinny is, although I don't recall him ever winning a fight ever, ever, nobody wanted to fight Vinny. You know why? You'd get nothing out of it. You'd be like, ah, dude, you beat up that little guy, Vinny. What's wrong with you? And he, he would probably bite you or kick you in the nads or rip one of your ears off in the process. So nobody wanted to fight the guy. <laughs> I'd give you his last name. I promise you he's real. Yeah, because he would fight. He would fight. He would not back down from anything. And everybody was like, I got a nice shirt on. I want to fight this guy. He's going to rip my shirt. This is the Democrats. You don't have to like it. I'm not kissing their asses. I'm not pretending I like them or their policies. Nope. I'm just saying they give you the big F you. They say it doesn't matter how guilty we are of anything. We are going to double down. We're going to give you the F you publicly and we're going to do it. Here's an example right here. So the GOP's got Hunter Biden and Biden Inc. dead to rights. I mean, we've got documents, we've got business partners, we've got bank records, SARS, suspicious activity reports, emails. Uh, we got evidence of jobs overseas and money transfers. Uh, it's, I mean, classified documents in Biden's. You, you're never going to find a more hook, line, and sinker case. It, he's done. Now, call me crazy, but if I'm running a business or I'm a politician and I've got a potentially extremely corrupt, possibly criminal family member, I don't know about you fellas. But I'm kind of eager to make that story go away. No, not the Democrats, not in FU politics. Here's Joe over in Ireland. Not only does he take Hunter Biden with him in a big double barreled, but he introduces him and says, I'm very proud of my son. Here, listen to yourself. The fact that I'm here with my sister, Valerie, and my younger son, Hunter Biden. Stand up, guys. I'm proud of you. <laughs> now. A sane person would be eager to make this go away. Eager to make this go away. But in smash mouth FU politics with the Democrats, they don't care at all. You see how this creates Vinny-like uncertainty now? You're like, I'm not sure I want to fight this guy. He seems awfully confident for the underdog. Think about it. He is the underdog in this scenario. There is a mound of evidence proving, proving, that at a minimum, there's illicit activity going on with the Biden family and foreign nuclear-powered enemies of the United States, at a minimum. There's a possibility of criminal activity. There's a possibility of criminal activity here. But because they know they'll create uncertainty in the GOP and that they will not back down, they just plow straight ahead. So lesson number one we can learn, and again, I understand this may make some of you uncomfortable, we're fighting a really tough fight in a really tough time. You're not ready to play Smash Mouth stuff and you're ready for cutesy time. This show definitely ain't for you. Tell your political opponents to go F themselves and do it publicly. Probably one of the reasons Trump was so popular. Trump had a way of doing that. They told him over and over about the press. Don't fight the press. They buy ink by the barrel. Big, huge mistake. Trump said, you know what? Not only am I going to fight the press, I'm going to make the fake news a center, uh, centerpiece of my campaign. Seemed to work out for him. Here's lesson number two. We're going to bury cutesy time today. No more cutesy time here. GOP strikes, immediately strike back while telling them to go F themselves. So the GOP hits them. The Democrats don't wait. 
They don't wait for the political winds to settle down. They don't wait for the tide to recede. The GOP strikes them. They immediately strike back. They strike back furiously. The F go F yourself Dems. They do it publicly, but they do it quickly and they don't wait. They don't wait to see what's going to happen. They don't wait to see what story is going to emerge about it. Here's a perfect example of what I mean. So the GOP in Tennessee expelled uh, two of the three insurrectionists who caused an insurrection on the Capitol floor in Tennessee. I thought the Democrats were anti-insurrection. Turns out they absolutely love insurrections as long as it's their guys and ladies in this case. Two of them were expelled. One of them survived, the female lawmaker. They didn't wait. They didn't wait to find out what these guys really stood for, if they were worth defending. Matter of fact, there's a story I'll give you in a second here. It's now emerged a story about allegations that one of the guys had engaged in street violence in the past, one of the insurrectionists. I thought they were against violence and insurrection. Joe, they told us in January 6th, violence, insurrection, put them in the gulag. No, no, not for their guys. Here's an article in Slate, far left radical outlet, Slate. Democrats can be Democrats and win. Tennessee Republicans punished two state representatives for daring to protest gun control. What happened next is a model. <laughs> Here's Slate. What happened next? We said, we don't care. We, did, we engaged in an insurrection on the floor, Democrats. This is Slate saying, we should do this more. You then booted our guys out, and we then immediately reappointed them. We didn't even ask. One of them, matter of fact, here's an article uh, someone passed on to me from Scoop Nashville in 2021. One of the, uh, uh, the insurrectionists, Justin Jones, they called him Brother Jones, Joe. Brother Jones says he wasn't violent, but new video shows he was, and the grand jury agrees. This is an article about him um, allegedly attacking a guy with a traffic cone. This is one of the insurrections. I thought, I thought the left was insurrectionist violence. I thought they, I thought they didn't, I yeah. thought they didn't like that. I thought they, I thought they didn't like that. So let's just recap. Lesson number one: tell your political opponents to go f themselves. Do it publicly. Lesson number two: the GOP strikes immediately. Strike back, telling them to go f themselves again. Do the flipperoo. We should be doing the same thing. Democrats strike. We immediately strike back. We'll worry about the political ramifications later. Only fair, right? Folks, cutesy time's over, man. Cutesy time's over. You want to play cutesy time with a pending attack by China and Taiwan, nuclear-powered enemies of the United States amassing at our shores, 5% plus inflation every month, our border wide open, a fentanyl crisis killing our kids. You can do that. I'm not willing to do it. I'm sorry. I'm done with this stuff. Here's another lesson I learned from the Democrats. Lesson three. Never, ever ever, ever, ever apologize for your policy failures and mistakes. Well, that sounds awful, Dan. Uh, again, I'm sorry, not trying to sound nice. Just double down. Don't apologize for policy mistakes. What is, what is, what is that? It means exactly what I just said. Policy mistakes, double down. Here's what I mean. Inflation, the numbers popped yesterday. 5% inflation. Which, keep in mind, the Fed target rate, the Federal Reserve, wants, inf I believe 2% is already too high. I, don't, I think we should aim for a flat uh, money supply. But regardless, the Federal Reserve has already said, we're looking at 2% inflation for a healthy economy. We're now at double that plus one. We're at 5%. Now, granted, it is down from the Biden uh, administration's peak of 9% inflation, but 5% is still double plus one what we should be doing in a healthy economy. Joe, in my book, that's a bad thing. Can we agree? Bad, yeah, bad, bad, bad. Okay. Bad. Now, why do we have inflation? We've done this a ton of times on the show. 
The government's spending too much money. Too much money is chasing too few goods and the price goes up. It's not hard. Now, a sane person, not a Democrat, but we got to learn from them. Copy genius, don't create mediocrity. A sane person would say, hey, we got an inflation problem. I think we should dial down the spending and try to get a hold of this. Nope, not Biden. He wants to double down. I'll get to that in a second, but here's Tyler Goodspeed, an economist. He was on cable news yesterday talking about how inflation, even at 5%, is a real problem. And quote, listen to the end of this, is probably going to break more things. Check this out. When you look at wage inflation, that's looking like it's in the four and a half to five percent range, which is probably why we're seeing so much sticky services inflation. And when you look at inflation expectations, the New York Fed survey was out yesterday. That looks like inflation expectations are still stuck in the sort of four and a half to five percent range. And none of those measures have really decelerated much over the past three to six months. So I, I think it's still a pretty durable problem for the Fed. And I would be surprised if we if we don't I, I was surprised if we got back to two percent without more things breaking. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we just had a couple banks go under and we're just we're not even at the end of this inflation crisis because they invested. They borrowed money to buy bonds at low interest rates as interest rates go higher. Bank uh, bond prices go down and now they're sitting on a bunch of dead assets. As interest rates keep going higher to combat inflation, you're going to see more banks go under, more spending, and an inflationary death cycle where we don't even have enough money to pay the interest on the debt. Is that stopping the Biden administration? No. Why not? Because they practice FU politics, and we should do the same thing. Never apologize. Double down. New York Times. Biden's $6.8 trillion budget proposes New social programs at higher taxes. <laughs> so this is causing our inflation crisis. New social programs, higher taxes, uh, dead productivity, and spending money we don't have. And Biden wants to uh, up the budget by trillions of more dollars over the next decade. At its finest, baby. Now, in case you think, oh, don't worry, it's just this year and things are going okay. Uh, at least things have gotten better since COVID. Eh, big X, you'd be wrong. Look at this CNS News article. Actually, the budget crisis is getting far worse. We've now, Terrence Jeffrey, this is in my newsletter. Read this piece on Gino.com slash newsletter if you want to sign up. The deficit tops $1 trillion in the first six months of this year. Wait, I thought things were getting better. No, no, they're actually getting worse. Yeah, but COVID... Is eased up, Dan, and everything's getting... No, no, they're getting worse. They're getting worse during an inflation crisis? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, they are. So lesson three in FU politics, never, ever, ever apologize. Simply plow ahead and double down. Well, I don't like that. Sorry. Sorry. What do you guys think in the chat? <laughs> Musil, do you know Vinny? Musil says, yeah, Vinny never won. Did you meet Vinny Musil? Because he did never win. You know who I'm talking about? Musil may know. That way you know I'm not me. If you do, Musil, put that in there if you know who he is. Because he's a real guy. That's his real first name. And everybody knew him in my neighborhood, too. All right, I'm going to get to lesson four. It's a quick tease. Ignore failure. Try, try, and try again. If you pop. First, 
What is that? Well, if you're listening on audio, it's blackout coffee, baby. Are you tired? You tell I had a few cups this morning. Are you tired of the same old monotonous liberal flavored crap coffee brands? Well, just stop. Stop giving your money to these hack woke companies that hate your guts and don't care about you. Go with the coffee option that see, it's got the little hole in the back. You can smell the coffee that tastes amazing and aligns with your conservative values and really hates commies too. They're my friends at blackout coffee. It's just true. That's why I'm proud to personally recommend it. It's the only coffee we drink in this house. Why? Because it, honestly, because it just tastes really, really good. And me and my wife are both really, really big coffee drinkers. We love it. My wife's Colombian. She knows coffee better than anyone. We would not uh, sell you or recommend a product we don't take ourselves and enjoy. It's 100% committed to conservative values too. A parallel economy company right here. From sourcing the beans to the roasting process, customer support or shipping, Blackout Coffee. They have an incredible work ethic. They're dedicated to promoting conservative principles. They put it right in there. They're not messing around. And by the way, like I said, this, the quality is amazing. The taste is incredible. Do me a favor. Check out this company today, blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. And use coupon code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, for 20% off your first order. Ditch those other jokers. Go with Blackout Coffee. They remain true to our values, and it tastes amazing. That's blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino, or use coupon code Bongino. For 20% off your first order, check them out. Blackout Coffee, great company, man. Love them. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Musil threw me up. All right, back to the lessons. Back to the lessons. Everybody taking notes? Lesson four, or if Joe Biden was involved, lesson four. Here's lesson four. Ignore failures. By the way, I, I, I know we're using a lot of sarcasm in the show. I want you to know I'm not kidding. I'm as serious as a heart attack about these rules. Ignore failures. Ignore them. Everyone's going to fail in government. Just try, try again. The Democrats do it. How do I know that? Did you see this article that popped yesterday? Washington Post. Special counsel, you know, Jack Smith. They're looking at the, the federal, federally appointed special counsel. This is separate from Twinkies up in New York and the Georgia thing. This is completely separate. Special counsel focuses on Trump fundraising or false election claims. A new batch of subpoenas seeks to compare public claims of voter fraud after the 2020 election with private texts and emails. <laughs> no way. <laughs> this, fellas, moose nuts. This is like grapefruits, Joe. So just to be clear, Joe, Joe, you know we're not a politician. A lot of politicians, right? You've probably yeah. been part of interviewing upwards of, would we say, say a thousand plus in your time in yeah, talk radio, buku, right? Buku, yeah. So they can't get Trump, uh, let's say, up in New York, which makes the, we don't know, that case is at the indictment stage, right? They're looking to get him in Georgia. Um, ignore your failures here. Trump's up in the polls. Just keep trying. Eventually you'll do it. We need to do the same thing. Now they're saying... We're looking at Trump's fundraising emails for false information. We're, we're, we're going to start prosecuting politicians who make false claims in fundraising emails? Holy, oh. really? Ladies and gentlemen, you better get those minds going for iron ore. Do you have any idea how much steel we're going to need for handcuffs? Can you... Can I ask you guys a question? Gee, you're, gee, you're on a lot of mailing lists. Joe, you're on a lot of mailing lists. Yeah. Have you ever seen a fundraising solicitation for anyone that had any true information? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guy's going to subscribe. Good, good job. So, folks, Guy just—it's a good idea. He is going to join after the show. The D Triple C. Oh, you're there. We're going to start posting some of their fundraising solicitations for false information. I have never seen 
Any I'm not defending either the Republicans. They do it too. I have never seen a fundraising email that had anything actually true in it. I, I just took a few notes on this. This is great. Now, remember, ignore it. Try, try again. We should be doing the same thing. FU politics, lesson four. We should now, we should get a special counsel appointed to investigate every single Democrat for false claims in emails. We'll lock them all up at one time. Here's some of them I've read in emails. GOP, the GOP wants to kill your grandma. They do. That's got to be false. How do I know that? I love my grandmothers, but they're already dead. So that's it. That's tautologically false, which is weird, but true. That Republicans believe in Jim Crow voting rules. We do. Gosh, that's horrible. I would never vote Republican again. I've never heard such a thing. I have never seen a Republican at the voting booth. Sir, you're black. You can't vote here. I'm sorry. I've never seen that. So it's obviously a lie. Matter of fact, no one else I know has seen it. Now, I have seen the other way around. Democrats trying to keep Republicans from voting. I've seen that. Wait, what does it say? What does it say? Oh, here we go. He just, this didn't even take long. This took all of two minutes. He's on a Democrat email list. Joe, did you know Kevin McCarthy was ousted as speaker? I was unaware. Oh, no, I didn't and We would have covered it at the beginning. It's crazy how that we happened. do that show tomorrow. Well, the yeah. answer is it didn't happen. It's a fundraising email. <laughs> I wonder if the special counsel's looking at that too. Just a few more I've read in emails. Uh, school choice starves money from public schools. Uh, public schools funding has increased uh, triple digits over the last 40 years adjusted for inflation. I, I've never seen such a thing. And poll numbers. Joe, you've seen these. When people do internal polls, how many of these have you seen for a politician? Oh. We've seen the internal polls. We're up by seven. Guy loses by 40. You, you, <laughs> that, they just made that up. Whenever you see internal polls, nine out of 10 times, I'm telling you, they made, they made it up. So this is good. We now have a premise to move forward when we take charge of the Department of Justice. I want a special counsel, and I want to see this exact thing. I want to see a probe of fundraising emails. Don't lie. I'm not, I, this is not. This is not a hyperbolic show. It's not exaggeration for effect. But the walls are definitely closing in. It's time for an encore presentation of this. We should also emulate this in the media too. Part of the media. We should constantly, you know, scare people on the other side by telling them, like, listen, man, the walls are definitely closing in on Joe Biden. Nobody does that. Actually, here's a minute of the Democrats from 2018 on telling us the walls are closing in on Trump. Remember this one? Check this out. The walls closing in on President Donald Trump. It, it appears that the walls are, are closing in on this president. Feels that the walls are closing in on him. The walls closing in on him. And the walls are closing in. And the walls are closing in. On that the walls are closing in on the president. Are the walls closing in? The walls are closing in on the presidency. He says as the walls begin to close yeah. around him. The political walls closing in on him. This is a president that feels the walls closing in. The walls are closing in on Donald Trump. Uh, I think the walls are finally closing in. The walls, 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 and the walls, the walls, the walls, the walls, walls are closing, closing in, closing, closing in, closing in, closing in on, closing in. The walls are closing in on President Donald Trump. He's not looking forward to any of it. He's horrified. He's just talking big. The walls are closing in, as the as has been said before. You know, we can laugh at that, but the hard reality is because they've adjusted to and adopted and internally processed rule number four, lesson number four, the Democrats, and those are all Democrats you saw. Yeah, Dem even Scarborough, he's a Democrat too, says he's not, but he is, right? They've internalized the lesson that, oh, don't worry, even if we get embarrassed now, 
because we made up the thing about the PP tape. We'll just get them with something else later. So lesson number four, fail at first, try, try again. Just keep going. Eventually, you'll get them for something. Hey, no, for, we got more lessons here, but a note for tomorrow's show. If you want to submit a question for tomorrow's show, uh, the post is already up on Locals. Go to my Locals account. I'm at D. Bongino. It says questions for tomorrow's show. And True Social, same thing. I'm at D. Bongino for a handle. There's a post up there. Submit your questions. We'll take your questions tomorrow. Lesson five, I'll give you a quick teaser on that. You got a policy goal? Well, with a policy goal, you should probably have a way to implement the policy, right? People to do it, funds. No, 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 no. Big mistake. Lesson five in FU politics we should take from the Democrats? It doesn't matter. Just move forward with the policy and figure it out as you go along. <laughs> Watch this coming up. It's, they do it all the time. We can do it too. Folks, if you own a small business, you know the value of time. Innovation Refunds knows it too. It's why they made it easy, no matter how busy you are, to apply for the ERC. What's the ERC? The Employee Retention Credit. Go to GetRefunds.com to get started in less than eight minutes. See if your business qualifies for ERC assistance. Your business may be eligible for a payroll tax refund of up to $26,000 per employee kept on payroll during COVID-19. Innovation Refunds has already helped clients claim over $3 billion in payroll tax refunds through the ERC, and they may be able to help your business too. There's no upfront charge either. They don't get paid until your business gets its refund. Many businesses believe that they won't qualify based off incomplete or outdated information. But don't let this opportunity pass you by because this payroll tax refund is only available for a limited amount of time. So go to GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. Thanks, GetRefunds.com. All right, lesson five. You got a policy goal? Just pass the legislation and figure it out as you go along. The Green New Deal, you don't have battery chargers for cars around the country to actually charge your cars as they drive around? Don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. You want to move away from oil, even though China has most of the minerals we need overseas for the batteries, and we'd be relying on them instead of our own oil? Doesn't matter. Just keep moving ahead. You have feasibility problems, personnel problems, money problems with this policy you want to enact? Don't worry about feasibility. Plow straight ahead as if the wall's right there and you're going to blow right through it like juggernaut from the Marvel comics. Here's what I mean. So the Biden administration is passing uh, currently a new uh, regulation from the EPA. And the EPA is going to pass these air cleanliness rules. And here's the bottom line. No car company is going to be able to comply with this unless they go mostly to electric vehicles. Well, we don't have enough power grid capacity or stop, stop focusing on the problems. Do what the Democrats do. Figure it out as you go along. Here's a Wall Street Journal piece that covers this, by the way, this move to EVs. Net zero will mean a mining boom by Daniel Jurgen. He notes that, you know, Joe, you ever heard this? We need copper for electric. Did you know that? Copper yeah, and wires? Yes, we do, I mean, Dan. Yeah, yeah. I know you're not the handiest guy that. in the world, no. but Joe, you're a lot handier than me. My brother's an electrician. He told me that once too. Uh, he's right. Copper's, yeah. So, you know, copper comes in very handy. Now, you think you would think that transmission lines. Well, we need all this electric for electric vehicles. Do we need copper? Well, where are we going to get copper from? Well, Daniel Jurgen notes in the piece that two countries mine about 40% of the world's copper supplies. Peru, where the government's in complete disarray right now after the president was impeached and arrested. And Chile, where government's struggling between its populist agenda and the need for economic growth. Oh, okay. That's really good to know. So we... We really don't have a lot of, oh, well, at least we can do all the smelting and processing of the copper over here. <laughs> sure, sure. Didn't, the Democrats didn't think about any of this, too. 
Uh, the U.S. processes 4% of the world's copper. Once the U.S. had more than a dozen copper smelters, it now has two. Oh, here's another thing, too. China. As Jurgen notes in the piece, you know the lithium we need? Joe, the batteries, I believe they're called lithium batteries. Yeah. Now, the weirdest thing about these eponymously named batteries is that you need lithium for them. Did you guys know this for lithium batteries? I just learned this yesterday, that lithium batteries require lithium. Uh, I was unaware. I thought it was a trade name. Yeah, I just I just figured this out. So here's the problem. Uh, as Jurgen notes, there's a further complication with Biden's new buy an electric vehicle plan. About 60% of the world's lithium is processed in China. China, China. Uh. Well, they're bad guys. So, they are? Yeah. Joe. What? Dude, that's totally racist. They're not bad guys. They love us. Are you kidding me? Joe. Shame on you. Oh, man. Bad guys. Joe. Get yourself in order. Call HR on you. Bad guys. They only want to nuke us with nuclear weapons and invade Taiwan. Doesn't make them bad guys. Racist. All right. Getting back to this. Here's the ET. <laughs> here's the EPA administrator. Here's this guy, Michael Regan, yesterday. Here he is giving a speech at the White House about their new plan, the Biden administration, to move to uh, to move to electric vehicles, even though we have no ability whatsoever, no infrastructure for it. And we would be kissing China's ass to get the uh, uh, to get the uh, uh, to get the lithium and the copper smelting done. They ask him a question about that. They're like, hey, daddy, oh, uh, we got a little bit of a problem. You want us to move to electric vehicles, but China controls most of the assets. You guys have a plan for that? Let me give you a hint to his answer. Ah, We'll figure it out. Take a listen. Most EV batteries right now are produced in China. Um, so how do you balance the administration's climate goals while also trying to achieve its goal of reducing reliance on China? Uh, that's, that's a great question. And so we, we look at it in, in, in twofold. We have to walk and chew gum at the same time. Uh, this proposal doesn't kick in till model year 2027. 20, uh, uh, so we've got some years to ramp up. We hope that we can take advantage of, of that runway. Hope, Joe. Joe, hope and change. Remember, what was that, Obama? Was that, that was Obama's thing, right? Hope he changey? Yes. That was a, that's their new plan. Yeah, we hope it works out. Yeah. As Joe just said, we got bad guys with nuclear weapons threatening to invade a sovereign country in Taiwan that they claim is part of their own. And uh, yeah, don't worry. Let's just hope and change that they give us the copper and lithium. That sounds like a great idea. And let's make sure we have no gas-powered engines, either a military or anything like that. In case China invades, that way when they shut off the electric and shut off the supply of lithium, there's nothing we can do about it. That sounds like a great idea. Pretty smart. Sounds like they really thought this thing. <laughs> sounds like they really thought this thing through. But there's a lesson there. The lesson is have a policy goal. Just figure it out as you go along. Here's lesson six. Americans don't want it. F them. Do it anyway. Doesn't matter. That's wow, awful. that's harsh. <laughs> yeah. Joe's like, he went there. He really went there. No, that, yeah, did. I'm going to prove it. I, dude, do I ever say anything I don't back up? Now you're the good. The Democrats, this is their lesson for us. I got Americans you. don't want it. Flip them the middle finger. Here's what I mean. Cue up that cut from CNN. So Americans don't want electric vehicles. How do we know that? Because they're not buying them. At least in, there's about five, there are about 5.8% of the cars out there. You know, rich people can afford them, but they don't have the range. I, I, listen. I'm not knocking electric. If the market wants them, buy them. I have nothing against electric cars at all. They're very fast. Some of them are amazing. My, uh, my friend Brian just bought a Tesla, said it's the fastest crazy into fast cars. He had a Corvette growing up. He loves it. I'm just telling you that most Americans, I'm telling you, 
Relaxium lady. We need her right now. I'm telling you, Americans don't want electric cars. Most people, 90% plus, want gas. They want the gas car. Here's CNN. CNN. This is CNN saying, hey, we looked at this poll and uh, basically nearly half of Americans are saying, no, we don't really want them. Doesn't matter. Plow straight ahead. Check it out. 47% of Americans surveyed say it is unlikely they will buy an EV, an electric vehicle, as their next car. That's almost half. Only 19% said they are ready to go electric, citing high cost and battery range. That tip, what is it? Keith from joining us from Salem, Massachusetts. Good to have you, buddy, in the live chat. Salem. Talking about, talking about if they don't want it, F them. Uh, Salem. So, listen. You say we're going with that. CNN, 47% of Americans, they don't want it. Doesn't matter. Americans don't want it. F them. They don't want tax cuts. They don't want school choice. Just plow ahead anyway. We're learning it from the Democrats. Come on. It's a, as Guy just said, we got a current thing mug. Just support the current thing, man. Doesn't matter. That's a great point. Just shut up and support the current thing. And if not, just make them support the current thing. Here's another Daily Mail. Read this article again in my newsletter today. Check it out. It is freaking hilarious. Daily Mail. Most Americans say climate change is real. They just don't want to pay for it. Millions reject adding even $1 to their monthly energy bills to cut carbon pollution. $1. Just $1. Would you pay a dollar a month to cut carbon pollution and affect climate change for the, for the better? No, no, I won't. Okay. So what's the Democrat rule, guys? I just said it. F them. Just tax the hell out of them anyway and make them pay thousands. You don't want to pay a dollar, we'll take thousands. Seems to be working for the Democrats. I get it. A lot of you probably. La- I, I'm telling you, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not laughing here at all. They continue to win. They won the Senate. You, you, they poll nationally, fifty percent plus. Half the country thinks the Democrats are their saviors, even though the Democrats say you don't want it. F you. You don't like us. F you. We're going to spend you into bankruptcy. F you. It's clearly working for them, is it not? So don't tell me it's a terrible political strategy. Oh, that's all. This sounds really awful. Obviously not. They got Joe Biden sitting in the White House. They run the Senate. They just won back a bunch of governorships in purple, if not, you know, tinging red states. FU politics seems to be working great for them. Here's lesson seven here. Resist. Always. That's their thing, right? Hashtag resist. So you're going to tell me, uh, oh, this is a... This is a call for violence. Well, you're an idiot. You probably don't listen to my show ever. You know, we never do that. Of course, you're just a moron jerkwad trying to stir up some. But that's your thing, right? Resist. So maybe we should resist too. Folks, they resist. They do it all the time. Maybe it's our turn now. I saw this this morning. I was scrolling around for some news to fit along this uh, FU politics uh, narrative we've been telling the whole show here. North Texas venues hosting drag shows say they won't back down as threats and protests grow. You want to shake your junk in front of kids in a sexualized manner, sexualize young kids? You're going to resist? Maybe we should resist too. Maybe we should resist too. We should take no part in this. If you're forced to do it, go to jail first. Go to jail first. Resist. They like to resist. I mean, it's their hashtag, right? Seems to be working great for them. All right, I got two more lessons. Lesson eight and lesson nine. The last one you're going to love. First, have you seen this movie? 
It is amazing. It is one of those kind of spine-tingling movies you can't get away from. It's hitting theaters April 14th. It's called Nefarious. It's excellent. It's by the same guys who did God's Not Dead and Unplanned, and it's based on a book by my friend Steve Dace. Steve is an awesome conservative. The movie is just outstanding. The poster and movie trailer look scary like a horror film, but it's something different. It has some of those really scary moments, but it's well acted. It's extremely entertaining. And don't let the marketing scare you. You're going to want to see this film. Here's the story. A psychiatrist is brought in to meet with a convicted serial killer right before he's about to be executed to certify that he's sane, right? The killer tells him he's a demon. The psychiatrist is an atheist. He's like, ah, I don't believe in that, or God or demons or anything like that. But by the end of the film, you got to watch. We often talk about good and evil, battling it out in the culture, but this film shows what's behind the real battle. You're going to want to talk about this, tell your neighbors, bring friends. It's an amazing film. I saw people tweeting about it the other day. It's the type of entertainment we want to support. Nefarious opens in theaters nationwide starting April 14th. So buy your tickets now. Here's the website. Whoisnefarious.com. Whoisnefarious.com. You need to see this movie. It's worth your time. Whoisnefarious.com. Check it out. Steve Dace is a good man too. All right, so Lesson 8, and then I've got some uh, the, the, some footage from Biden in Ireland, the clown show. The clown in chief is just at it again. But Lesson 8, I said it yesterday. Sololinsky's rules, baby. Pick a target, freeze it, isolate it, and do not let it go. Folks, you have an opportunity right now to do something about this dreadful Bud Light scenario. They want to get into transgender, sexual identity, politics, activism, fine. They are a free company. I do not believe in socialism, but you are free to never purchase their product again. Katie Pavlich, Town Hall, in the newsletter. Merchandisers are sounding the alarm about what's really happening after Bud Light's woke move. Nobody's buying the beer, folks. It's sitting there on store shelves in bars, and nobody's touching it. They've lost billions in market cap. Do not let up. You do not have to beat every company in this game. You just have to beat one once in a while. You've now got this target in front of you. Pick it, isolate it. Do not let it go. Do not buy that beer again until they come full circle and get back to what they do, selling beer, not engaging in sexual identity politics with Americans. That's a lesson we can learn from them. Pick the target, isolate it. Do not let it go. They do it all the time. Finally, lesson nine. Trust the science until the science says something you don't like and then throw the science right out the window. Oh my gosh, Dan, we'd be corrupting science. Science is already corrupted. Science is already corrupted. I'm not telling you to be an idiot and to ignore science. I'm telling you that science is so corrupted that many times you can feel free to ignore it because it's not science at all. Oh, that doesn't happen. The Democrats do it all the time. You are never going to see a better piece on this than this gem by Kelsey Piper at Vox. Not Fox, Vox with a V. They're a left-wing site. The new scientific review on masks and COVID isn't what you think. No, it is what we think. It said very clearly, quote, as they stated in the piece, this is hilarious. Wearing masks in the community probably makes little or no difference to the outcome of laboratory-confirmed SARS-CoV-2 compared to not wearing masks. It's clear as day, dude. Cochrane, by the way, which is considered the gold standard. They did a meta-analysis, meaning a study of studies. Cochrane came to this pretty conclusive uh, result here that it probably doesn't make a difference. Their words, it's right there. Science! Yeah, here's the subtitle. 
but finding answers in science isn't that easy. No, no. See, they're correct. Guy's <laughs> laughing at it because if some, finding answers actually is easy. You do an experiment, you get a result. He's correct, though. Finding political answers in the science isn't that easy. So the Democrats have this policy, follow the science until it disagrees with us. It's a lesson we can learn from them, too. Follow the science until it says something you don't like. They've had the lockdowns, everything else, COVID vaccines, all of it. All right. I hope you learned those are nine lessons. Spread this show around. QC time is over, man. You want to play cutesy time with people trying to destroy the country, selling us out to China, opening our borders, fentanyl everywhere, inflating away the value of our dollar? I'm not playing cutesy time. And remember the dance of the video of the dancer. We played it a lot for you P1 listeners on the podcast. You know what I'm talking about. It's not the first person who gets up and dances. It's the first person who follows that really makes a difference. Be the first follower. Someone takes a lead, jump right in behind and back them up. It's time to cut this cutesy time crap out. So Biden's over in Ireland. This is just embarrassing. Completely, totally confused. The guy's a total train wreck. How was this guy president? How was this guy president? Geek, cue this one up for me. Look at this guy yesterday. I mean, folks, really. Look at this guy's eyes. He's got this stare. You can tell there's nothing going on behind those eyes at all. There is zero neuronal activity whatsoever. The guy is cognitively just destroyed. Watch him get lost at this thing. Check this out. As I was with Xi Jinping, I've spent more time with him than any world leader has over the last 10 years. And over, they keep a meticulous count, as the former T-shirt will know. And uh, over now, uh, 87 hours worth. And I was on the Tibetan Plateau with him. I traveled 17,000 miles with him in China over 10 years. And uh, he asked me, he said, can you define America for me? And I can say the same of Ireland. I said, yes, I can. I said, in one word, possibilities. That's the wrong one, but it doesn't matter. It still applies here. There's another one of him walking around. I, I'd say we put it in a post, but because it's a live show, there, there is, yeah, there's another one. Oh, you have that one too? Oh, I'll play that one. So I'll get back to the first one in a second, but you see that? Look at his eyes, man. They're just empty. He's got like a doll's eye. You know what doll's eyes? They look like eyes. I mean, they don't look that much different than human eyes. But there's just nothing there. It's plastic. It's fake. There's nothing going on with this guy. He's always lost and confused and bedazzled. He doesn't know what he's doing. But that uh, first video we played by mistake, he's lying again while he's over there, of course, because Biden can't stop lying. What, what's really sociopathic about this guy, I should have included this as lesson 10. Lie, lie, and lie some more. They do it all the time. Biden has claimed over and over to give himself some kind of international gravitas or whatever that him and Xi Jinping have traveled the world together, 17,000 miles together. You heard it in that video. Traveled 17,000 miles. Ladies and gentlemen, he did not travel 17,000 miles with this guy. It is completely made up. It's bull. Here, here's the hack goon at the Washington Post, clown Glenn Kessler, who, believe me, will do anything to kiss Biden's ass, even acknowledging with three Pinocchios that this claim isn't true. Biden's repeated claim he's traveled 17,000 miles with Xi Jinping. It's not true. He's just making it up. He does it everywhere in front of all these people. Because I always like to leave you with some good news because I'm long on America. 
And now I feel like we've got a good battle plan going forward. Nine lessons to learn from the Democrats and FU politics. There was some good news yesterday. I am an investor here, so I do have a stake in it. Disclosure. But uh, I really enjoy the parallel economy. Uh, I love the fact that it's exploding. You know, I run ParallelEconomy.com. If you want to check it out, we'd appreciate it. Obviously, no pressure. I don't pitch this stuff a lot. But if you're on Stripe, it's probably a bad idea. It's a good chance they'll cancel you for your politics. If you process credit cards, check us out, ParallelEconomy.com. We'd love to have you. Again, no pressure. I don't push this stuff too often. But I'm an investor in Rumble as well because I want to give everyone an option. And it was huge news that came out yesterday. So the first GOP debate, which is obviously going to feature Trump, probably Ron DeSantis. We know Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, Vivek. You know, the, the debates last time were must-see. Joe, remember those? Our numbers, yeah. remember what our numbers were like? We yeah. would wake up the next morning after a debate. Say we did back then 100,000 listens a show. It was like 500,000. Like people would go crazy after the debates for that stuff. So what's the news? The first GOP debate, which you know is going to be fireworks, is going to be streamed exclusively on Rumble. I am extremely proud of that. Um, the RNC didn't want to deal with big tech, to their credit. Uh, I was not, full disclosure, involved in any way in these negotiations at all, just so you know that. Again, disclosure is important, so you and I know where we stand. Uh, but I found out about it, you know, when you guys did. And this is really great. They're going to be, uh, you can see it in Reclaim the Net, Republican primary debate to be streamed exclusively on Rumble. So good for you, the RNC. That's, uh, really appreciate that. And uh, last story in the winning thing. So uh, state-funded NPR, state-funded NPR has quit Twitter. This is great. This is great. They quit Twitter, which we all love. Apparently upset they were being labeled state-affiliated media, which they are. Now, it's pretty hilarious, as Mike Miller notes in this Red State piece, that, you know, NPR can't have it both ways. NPR is saying, you can't label us state-affiliated media because we only get 1% of our funding from uh from from taxpayers one that's not exactly accurate they're not factoring in local npr affiliates that feed money back to number one and number two it's kind of strange because i don't know if you guys remember this but remember when trump threatened to pull the funding from npr the millions of dollars they get remember what npr said joe oh man you'll put us out of business this is hard wait i thought you weren't state affiliate i thought you didn't need it so read the piece you really can't have that both ways man it's either you need the funding to stay afloat or you're not state affiliated. You can't, you can't have it both ways. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Nas yeah, it's, it, he's like, Dan, isn't it called National Public Radio? <laughs> Don't let that get in the way, dude. Remember the lessons here. Just tell everybody to go F themselves. Come on. All right, folks. Thanks again for tuning in. Do not forget the questions tomorrow. We get really good ones. Again, go to Locals. I do a lot of subscriber content at local too. It's locals. It's up to you if you want to check it out. It's at D Bongino. And then on True Social, I'm at D Bongino. Submit your questions tomorrow. It's one of my favorite segments of the show. Really appreciate it. Make sure you check out the radio show in eight minutes. I go down and grab some water, come back up and knock that out. We'll have a good time. And uh, if you would subscribe to the podcast, it's free on Apple, Spotify, and Rumble. We really appreciate it. Join us the live chat, rumble.com slash Bongino every day at 11 o'clock. Easter time. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you back here tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.